Welcome to Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd. Whether you're listening live on the Community Radio Network or via podcast, here's the show where you learn from experts, be inspired by journeys, and discover more about making your small business a success. I'm Alexi Boyd, broadcaster, advocate, and small business owner. Let's meet today's guest. So the silver bullet vaccines are being rolled out and the economy appears to be slowly getting back on its feet. But a recovery for small business is unique and much more unpredictable than that of our larger counterparts. Remember, we span all sectors of the economy, all geographic regions of this huge country. We take up all available spaces and across all cultures and diversity of the society we are made up of. It's difficult to pigeonhole us beyond being just small business. Given that there are complex issues including stock to replenish, staff to retrain, premises to reconfigure and budgets to re-evaluate, it's a huge task to wrangle us as a group, let alone provide the support and administer the government's stimulus measures. So how does an agency the size of the Australian Tax Office manage this and still keep in touch with the unique and complex needs of small business? This week we welcome back to the show Andrew Watson, the Assistant Commissioner of the ATO, to explain what stimulus measures are being administered by the ATO and what the plan, plans the ATO has to support small business in this particular navigation field, a recovery that affects us all. Welcome to the program, Andrew. Thanks for having me back, Alexi. It's great to have you. Now, you're down in Adelaide. Adelaide. Yay, the lovely Adelaide. It's a lovely area of town. One day we'll get you into the studio, but in the meantime... I'm looking forward to it, and I'm, hope, I'm hoping you can, might, might be able to be there in 2021. I, I'm feeling it's not that far away with the way things are looking. Yeah, fingers crossed. Might get back to a bit of travel. Exactly, and it's exactly the sort of, um, I think, the, the way that we're all feeling, but definitely the way that small business is feeling with this recovery. We can see a light at the end of the tunnel. We can see a possibility of things returning to some semblance of normal. Um, But obviously there's a lot of hurdles that small business needs to go through to get to that point. And the ATO has become an agency in the last few years where it's become an integral part of not only obviously administering government taxation law and, and procedures, but also holding the hands of small business and offering a little bit of small business education. And, and that's what we're doing today. So so let's talk firstly about the government's stimulus measures. Uh, a number of them were rolled out in 2020, announced uh, to help small businesses deal with the impact of COVID. So what uh, stimulus measures and support mechanisms can small business still access at this point in time? Yeah, so there's still sort of two of the main schemes from 2020 are still operating. Um, So JobKeeper, it it does finish up at the end of this month, end of March, but for existing and new participants that meet the eligibility requirements, they still can claim. Um, What your listeners who who might be eligible or are eligible is the final monthly business declaration needs to be done by the 14th of April. So it's a pretty key date. That's really when... Um, the door closes around um, further claims on there. So that, and that uh, by the 14th of April, that's to any claims for the month of of March. There's probably equally it's important, there's nothing businesses need to do to exit the scheme. The, the scheme will wind up. So you just won't be have then any future monthly declarations um, to do. So um, while we have seen a lot of businesses who are originally eligible for JobKeeper, the first phase through the second phase that came in uh, through October, November, um, more businesses, sorry, less businesses have continued to be eligible. It's actually a good sign if they haven't had that continuing drop in turnover. 
Um, but there are still a number of businesses, clearly, that that's an important part of of, uh, of their recovery and working through through COVID transition. So 14th of April, pretty key date for those who are, who are eligible. Um, and if there are small businesses, which there are still some out there, that for whatever, because it's a bit of a crazy time, that have all of a sudden had a drop-off in there, you, you still can enrol in JobKeeper um, for that, that last month if your circumstances do apply. The other big scheme of the ATO um, we started uh, administering last year for the government was the job maker hiring credit. And that's that's where um, businesses can get, um, if you take on an additional young job seeker, um, age 16 to 35, and get up to $200 a week. It goes, but started 7th of October in 2020, goes up to the 6th of October 2021. So if you go to ato.gov.au job maker, if you've either taken on an employee or thinking about it, have a look at the information there. It's sort of three sort of fairly simple steps around registering, then nominating eligible employees, and then claiming. Um, a few of the eligibility, there's a few rules in there to, to actually have a look at. Probably the key thing around bringing the people on is it is um, uh, aimed at young job seekers. So it's the 16, 16 to 35 the target, and it's either 100 a week or 200 a week. Um, based on on the age of that employee. And I would just uh, mention there that um, you're, you're being quite definitive with what is available. Um, the ATO doesn't necessarily make any decisions about what the parameters are in terms of the ages or the amounts. You are simply the administrators. So who makes those decisions? Uh, so that's the government. So, yeah, th th this is... Um, uh, government makes those calls uh, around it. As you said, Alexi, we then look to, to roll up our sleeves and how do we administer it? How do we get make people aware of it? So shows like this are a great opportunity to make more small businesses aware um, and then try to make it as we can, as simple as we can with uh, Tom's with tax, what's often fairly complex complex things. It's probably worth pointing out as well that, that as we're going forward, government, um, other announcements, there's other parts of government that are actually now involved. So um, we had recently, the government had a... Um, a grant for retail travel agents. Um, Austrade and Services Australia administered uh, that one. And the recent announcement uh, around the half price uh, airfares for stimulus for the tourism industry. Uh, again, that's sort of ones that, that the ATO isn't administering, but it's sort of, it, it's uh, still a number of things through the tax system that's worth small businesses checking out with their. Um, with their tax agents around um, loss carryback. So if they have made a loss, um, there might be a chance they can get some, and they pay tax in previous years, might be through the, um, the 2021 or the 2022 tax return, be able to claim that back. Um, and there are things like the instant asset write-off, temporary full expensing, that particularly this year for businesses as they're um, looking forward a bit more, maybe looking to make some decisions around um, how they're going to grow their business or maybe change their business post what's happened in 2020. Opportunities there to look at, well, what, what's the tax implications of, in, of investing in some new plant and equipment, et cetera. There's some opportunities there that you might actually be able to get a full tax deduction rather than the traditional sort of depreciation 
in place through your tax returns. There couldn't be a poss possibly a better time than in the last few years than making sure that you've got a good relationship with your, your tax agent and your BAS agent so that they're across all of these things. Um, and sometimes in instances like this where you're mentioning specific rollouts that support particular industries, it's a good idea to engage with someone that specialises in your industry as well or specialises in you in a particular size, um, whether it be micro or small, medium or large. It's a good, it, it just makes sense because they're going to be more likely across those stimulus measures that affect you specifically. Absolutely. And, and we've, um, I may have mentioned on, on previous programs, we've seen through our, um, our random audit program where we've looked to try to identify the tax gap. More importantly, those small businesses that get their tax right, that pay on time, you know, they are predominantly their digital value software, they're on top of their cash flow but they have good advisors who are actually not just filling, helping them fill in forms. They're actually helping them to actually, you know, be on top of, of their business um, and actually help to grow their business. So uh, I think it's a really important time to actually make sure that, that, you know, you are getting advice because things continue to move fairly rapidly. Yeah. Uh, there are lots of decisions being made from the, the talks I'm having with small business owners at the moment. And a couple of tips in terms of, of seeking that advice. Um, if you're watching a news program or you're reading an article about something that you're doing in your, that's happening in your industry to support you, make sure you take a note as to whether or not it's local, state or federal government because <laughs> I imagine that you probably get bombarded with a whole lot of questions about people talking about a state government initiative and you're like, well, we can't help you with that. So just, just open your ears and have a think about who's offering that stimulus measure and then call the appropriate agencies. There's a really good, um, and normally I'm always plugging the ATO website, but <laughs> business.gov.au has got lots of good information, particularly as, um, as said before, some of those announcements by government, it, it's lots of different agencies mm. um, are actually have things and it's, it's getting a bit more um, nuanced for industry specific as part of the recovery. But that website as well, it's not just the Commonwealth, it then has links through to each of the states. So it's a really good starting point to, to just to to um, do a bit of, of searching to see what, what might be relevant for you based on your industry, but also based on which state you're in, because it's, you know, the different states are doing different things as well. Yeah, you definitely don't want to miss out, especially if you're entitled to it. I remember uh, at the beginning of all of this, a lot of businesses were saying, oh, I'll be okay. I'm only just under, oh, I, I've, I've just got the correct amount of loss. I'm not, I'm not, tanking it I'll be all right but the fact is a lot of these times these are economic stimulus measures they're there to get the money back into the economy and ask you to be spending money as a business not necessarily to prop you up so I think that there's been a bit of a mindset change there and probably more small businesses will access services like business.gov.au if you just joined us you're listening to small biz matters here on triple h and we're speaking to Andrew Watson who is the assistant commissioner with the ATO talking all about the way in which the ATO administers these stimulus measures. Um, Andrew, it would have been a very big, uh, a big change for the ATO at the beginning. How is the ATO managing with all of these changes to the website, to the, um, you know, the business portal, to your staffing? Um, are you pleased with how it's been, it's been working at the ATO? Uh, look, last year, I think 2020 was a big year for everyone, but we're really proud with... Um, the role we were able to play and government asked us to play a, a really big role, particularly if you look at JobKeeper and there was plenty of other things we did, but JobKeeper, the speed with which we were able to get from an announcement to having um, 
both on our website and through single-touch payroll software, the ability for small businesses to be able to register and then claim JobKeeper payments and for us to start getting, more importantly, the money back out into the hands of small businesses to to then keep keep people employed or connect, at least connected with those businesses. Um, it was a phenomenal effort and it was just really pleasing. We've received so much good feedback from um, around the country. Um, what's been really and our people have just been really proud to be able to have that sort of to see, you know, what what they've been able to do. Mm. Now, what we're we're looking at is as some of those programs do come come to an end, um, in the same way, I'm not sure if anything's going back to to normal, but we go back to sort of more of a COVID normal, and we kind of move away a bit from a, a reacting to everything to what are the right actions that we need to take being really our focus for 2021 and then how do we work with small businesses in, in particular so they can understand if there is things where they do need to take some action um, and how do our people support small businesses to to do that um, and, you know, get back to, you know, the government's not asking us to um, send out as much money in the community at the moment. Now the JobKeeper's winding up, you know, the T in the ATA does stand for tax, so that's a that's a just a part of life for, for us all mm. um, but how do we how do we kind of start to get back to that that normal sort of rhythm plenty of businesses have have continued to, to you know lodge and pay tax on the way through um, but how do we support those businesses that particularly might have had you know more hurdles than others through, through COVID have got some issues with cash flow etc um, how do we support them to stay engaged with the tax system how do we work with them and their advisors on a way to trade their way through you know, through the next 12 months um, as they look to adapt and um, their businesses to be, you know, to, to be viable um, through that. So it's sort of important now this year around how do we actually sort of you know, move from that reactive mode and, and where we've had to do rapid implementation of really big schemes to now sort of starting to, to move back to how do we kind of get the right support for those that need it, but also make businesses aware where there is some action they might need to take with their tax to actually, you know, bring that up on the, the to-do list and make sure that they engage. We'd rather people engage than us have to take, you know, firmer action. Mm. Um, at this stage, it's more around making people aware of, you know, if they've got outstanding activity statements, if they've got some money, money that's outstanding, engaging with us and let's work out how we can get things back on track. Yeah, it certainly sounds like, and it has been that way for the last few years, that the, that the ATO has been... Um, uh, more of a communicator and open those lines of communication with small business. We're just going to come up to some community service announcements here on Triple H 100.1 FM. And when we return, we're speaking more with Andrew Watson about 2021 and what small businesses can do to start their COVID recovery. You're listening to Triple H. We'll be back after this. This episode of Small Biz Matters is proudly sponsored by the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman's Office. Led by Kate Carnell since its establishment only four years ago, Aspifio has provided education, advocacy and support, including free assistance if a small business is involved in a dispute. The office also provides assistance for disputes that fall under the franchising, dairy, horticultural and oil industry codes. Kate Carnell, as an independent advocate for small business owners, has the legislative power to influence our nation's lawmakers, ensuring legislation and regulations are put in place to help small businesses grow and in these times, survive. 
Small businesses are the engine room of the economy and it's Aspifio's role to do all they can to ensure they have the freedom to innovate, employ and thrive well into the future. So we're in the room with the ATO today here on Small Biz Matters, uh, regular guests giving us updates on how they support small businesses and look after us as well. Importantly, not only in the way that they administer the tax system, but in the case of the last couple of years, administering stimulus measures as well. Just before the break, our guest Andrew Watson was explaining to us I guess the, um, the shift in the way that the ATO has got to approach things in the next 12 to 24 months, particularly when it comes to getting back into being an administering office for collecting tax, but importantly, working with us as well. And I, I have appreciated um, the focus on mental health as well, Andrew. Has that been a, something that you've, you've moved into in the last 12 months because of COVID or was it always your intention to be um, a support agency as well in that way? Um, it, it, it's something that we've all, always been mindful of and even before COVID, um, working with our staff, particularly around, more broadly, uh, around empathy and trying to get, as part of helping our staff at the front line, understand more around how small business works, which we included having actual real-life small business people come into the ATO to tell their stories to people. You know, sometimes small business, small business is tough and it can have a toll on people's mental health. Um, how, how do we make sure our people are, are aware of that? But also, how can we support others uh, around it? As you just said, you know, we're a t tax authority, so it kind of sounds a bit strange sometimes that we might be interested in people's mental health. But we've been really um, proud to do some work with a lot of different agencies, um, including Beyond Blue, and really supportive of um, Beyond Blue's uh, the new access program that's been launched uh, recently. Um, it's our our colleagues over in the Department of, of Small Business Area or Department of Industry um, have kind of been behind that, but partnering up with Beyond Blue to um, help with that, you know, opportunity for some confidential um, sessions with professionals for a small business owner. I think it's up to six. So really, really, really useful program. And it's the sort of thing, particularly um, often my colleagues who are having conversations, particularly small businesses that have got um, debts, you know, that kind of <laughs> is clearly does, doesn't help uh, stress, et cetera, mm. with, with how do we ensure that we can help point people towards the right spot? You know, we're, we're, we're tax officers, so we're not mental health professionals, but it's sort of how do we get that, that awareness? And, you know, at times we can be dealing with people in difficult circumstances and how do we try to help point them towards the right direction? So um, we do think that's part of, you know, a, a bit of a broader role um, that we can play to, to help out government. But uh, as I said, that, that new access program is, um, if, you, if people are interested, Beyond Blue website, it's pretty obvious they're there at the moment to follow through. Um, really good program that we're, we're um, you know, very happy to, to support and promote. In particular, I would highlight as well the, um, the business advisor program that Beyond Blue has as well. If you're an advisor, you find yourself in maybe a, a business coach position or even if you're a mentor for a number of other smaller businesses who are just starting out, it's a great place to um, guide yourself on how to have those difficult conversations and where to send people for support in a variety of issues. So definitely check out Beyond Blue and their small business support page. Um, Andrew, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, getting back to normal. What should small businesses start to do to get their recovery back on track? What's the, uh, what's the ATO seeing that, that can help support small businesses? Um, so 
to as far as with getting the recovery back on track, it's probably more looking at well, what what are some of the changes that we kind of saw last year, and we did see a lot of more small businesses interacting digitally with us. Now things like JobKeeper did did push that because there were no paper forms, there was no time to 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 do that. The interactions. Um, with single touch payroll software. So seeing that there, there was another benefit through that. So really encouraging um, those small businesses that maybe put their toe in the water or started to use more digital digital services um, to continue that journey. Um, we do see that that's linked with more successful um, small businesses as for, and um, better meeting their tax obligations mm. uh, as well through that. So I think that's that's an opportunity space we're keen to encourage. Um, at the ATO, um, we'd planned it before COVID, but we're in the middle of those small businesses that might do some of their own affairs or just or keep an eye on their, their tax account through what's been our business portal. We've now got a new service, online services for business, which um, is in a, a what's called a beta at the moment. Um, but it's all going really successfully. We're looking that in, in the next couple of months, that'll kind of be the default um, option for people that, that deal directly with us. We continue to enhance the services for, for tax and pass agents, and we work closely with the accounting software industry, looking at how how best, you know, some of their software can start to, to even more integrate, make some of the, those chores like lodging your activity statements, keeping your books up to date so it makes it easier for you your, your tax agent to do your income tax return. So, so that's one thing I think we've, we've seen is pretty pretty key for that. Probably the second thing, um, more so that, that we're hear, uh, hearing a, uh, um, from a number of people has been just the uncertainty last year. Um, people both, not just investment decisions for their, their business being a bit cautious about it, um, but with some of their, um, if they had a, a tax debt, um, not being as confident of coming to the ATO and, and going into a payment arrangement, more so of concerns of, well, I'm not sure what my business is, you know, if this was, say, June last year. Th- at that point, you know, what's my business going to be like in six months' time? What's the world going to be like? How can I commit to to, to that? So our, our message and what we're seeing is more people now starting to come forward to go and actually look to manage that that problem. Um, would encourage more more of that. If you've got something, keep keep lodging your activity statements, keep up to date with that. But if you can't pay or you can't pay in full, like either talk to your to tax or pass agent, they can make a payment arrangement on your behalf. Online services for business, um, you can actually make a self-serve a payment arrangement there or give us a call and talk through your circumstances. It's probably a pretty key call to action just again, it's around all, like all the financial commitments, just so you can get on top of those so you can actually look to plan forward because that's probably the third thing that we're seeing with people hearing is a little more hope and optimism this year. As you said at the start, Alexi, with vaccines being rolled out and just looking at looking a bit more to the future and, and you know, where's the opportunity space for their, their businesses? It's really important that, you know, that if there are any, any outstanding tax, tax issues, yeah, let's get those dealt with so you can actually, you know, have a, have a, a solid base on which to move forward with is probably the, the things we're seeing for small businesses this year. And I think what people need to remember as well is that fundamentally you are reporting on what's happened. So you've already made those sales, you've already expensed those receipts. You have to report to the ATO about what's already going on so that you can assess 
uh, what your standing is with them and what how much you do owe. There's no point in sticking your head in the sand and, and leaving it for three or four quarters and then not actually having a, a check on reality, I guess. If the reality is not great, work with the ATO to spread those payments out, work with your BAS agent and your tax agent to see what it is that can be done. And can I just ask a really basic question? If somebody's got a payment plan in place and obviously their circumstances change, can they change up that payment plan? Is, is the ATO being ab- flexible? Ab- ab- absolutely. Um, yeah, look, our main thing is keeping people, people engaged with it and managing if there is a debt. So if the payment plan that was set up um, is no longer the, the, the right one, yep, call us and let's sort of look what else, what we can do, how we can actually manage that through. Yeah, we're, we're aware circumstances change, particularly if you if you put in place something for 12 months in the current environment. Mm. You know, cash flow, cash flow, et cetera, can be a bit lumpy at the moment. So, no, it, um, talk to us is sort of the, the, the main message. And, again, people generally um, are probably surprised at the the flexibility that can be, can be offered because ultimately we... Yes, we do want the tax to be paid over time, but yes, we also do want you to continue in your small business so you can continue to pay more tax in the future. Yeah, as we paying. keep saying. But it's, not, it's not all the warm fuzzies, yeah. but, but it, it's kind of, there's, there's no value for anyone in us trying to do payment arrangements that will put businesses out of business. If you've got an underlying viable business, but there's been some issues around cash flow or you've got, um, you know, needing to refinance or whatever it might be, yeah, talk to us. Let, let's let's work it through. Because particularly if your business is viable, we're really keen to see you continue to trade and continue to contribute to the Australian economy. Yeah, fantastic. I just wanted to say as well, if you're speaking to anyone at the ATO or anyone for works in an organisation with more than 100 employees, always write down what they say and make sure you get a reference number for your call. Your your staff are delightful, Andrew. Um, but yeah, always write down so you've got a record of what's being said for you as the recipient as well. I just wanted to ask you as well, um, this is not the first time we've seen a major hiccup. Well, it's probably the biggest hiccup we've ever had. But uh, if we think back to the GFC, are there any learnings from people who have been in business that could think back and how did they recover previously uh, and what sort of suggestions can you make from your perspective uh, to to think about what happened in the GFC and what they could do for their recovery this year? Yeah, so a couple of things probably if from an ATO point with the 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 GFC, we probably saw, saw a bit of a similar thing as what we've seen with COVID, that there was then like a spike in debts to the ATA. And probably then it, it's, uh, well, at the moment we'll, we'll see in the wash, we're seeing some of it being people, you know, hanging on to cash, probably, probably you know, keeping more cash or, you know, available credit in their in their business and just watching the, the money going out a bit tight, bit tighter. We did see that start to bounce back and it's probably some of the lessons from the, the GFC was around um, uh, the businesses that then did, you know, invest, move back, but it's also the businesses that took the opportunity to um, look at their business model. <laughs> you know, if they did need to tighten the belt to get through the GFC, you know, should, should that stay stay tighter or is it short term? Where, where is their, you know, money going or not? So um, post-GFC, bit of a, there was a bit of an uptick in um, digital uptake. So again, I think that's an opportunity space for small business to actually look to um, look to, to do that. I think as well, the um, 
post with the GFC and while the, the number of stimulus measures, et cetera, you know, it wasn't to the same extent as what we've had here. Uh, again, was time with your advisors just to make sure that, that you know, you're, you're claiming what you're entitled to, but also your business is set up, you know, structured, you know, opportunity just to, to sort of almost tidy up so you, you've got that good foundation to go forward mm. was what we saw with the GFC. Downside, what we saw post-GFC was um, probably with businesses that didn't, didn't adapt or didn't engage with problems that they had um, over time. Now, it's not most um, liquidations, uh, insolvencies and bankruptcies in Australia are not actually instigated by the ATO. The ATO is often a creditor in, in those situations. Um, a lot of those, again, GFC, that where they did happen, um, was where there didn't appear to be much action or engagement with the, the issue. And then one of the creditors has, has pushed that. So um, I think that's a lesson, again, for small business of, of just, you know, having looking at that engaging. Um, there will be, which is not normally part of the business cycle, some businesses unfortunately do fail. It's around then probably I think it's that good advice. And it's I think that's a challenge as well for, um, for advisors is to give that sort of <laughs> frank and fearless advice if necessary, which, which is the other, uh, other lesson. Those businesses that if they were needing to close off to do, do it early, probably had better outcomes and more likely to be able to then, you know, start a new business down the track than those that didn't engage and the debts roll, you know, built up and up and up. And then it's a lot lot messier greater consequences there yeah it's a really good point about having that really frank discussion with yourself with your numbers um, and with your advisors as to what the future looks like um, and you know we, we we all adapt i think we're very good at, at adapting and pivoting in small business but not so good at facing the reality if a business isn't working and i think that's something that the younger generation of entrepreneurs who are coming through are teaching us is that it's okay to fail it's okay to say this isn't working for me at this time in my life right now, so I need to close up shop and that's where that good advice comes in and also having an understanding of where you you stand with your major creditors like like the ATO, what's, what's your current reporting, where are you up to, you know, tying up everything in a nice bow and and taking a break and, and beginning again. So I think, yeah, it, it, it is part of, it's interesting to hear that that learning has come from the the GFC and that I guess people who have been in business previously and survived or perhaps failed and that's okay in the GFC and, and, and rebuilt a business, um, that there's a lot of learnings there. So Andrew, um, just to wrap up today, if, could you just let me know what's the ATO doing? Are you putting more staff on to help small business? Are you extending the phone hours? Um, you're asking for that level of communication from the small business community. In turn, are you opening the door a little bit further to, to allow them to communicate with the ATO? Um, what we've probably got is more of the changes, things like JobKeeper um, start to close off. More of our staff are going back to what I describe as our business as usual, or maybe in the future it's a COVID as usual for the next 12 months um, type approach. So we do have people that will be uh, are available um, on the phones. Uh, we've got, uh, again, encouraging and we're building more and more self-service digital options for people. Um, from a point of view, you know, some of the changes that we've made through COVID and we're Again, getting back into more of them from a, a, a education for small business, um, large 
range of of webinars so and doing them at a variety of times and also gradually doing more recordings of those so um, to give range options for people who you know even within you know offering things between sort of you know 9am and 9pm mm. we, we know small businesses even, even that that time's a time range is not always quite, quite enough there so um, it, it's really Alexi getting back to to um, more of what we had people wise uh yep it's people going back from you know the big surge last year around supporting um the economic stimulus to uh getting back to to supporting business if if i look at sort of our, our um debt and lodgement uh, area as we've got more people there so there's more people to actually support um phone calls coming in what we are also have just started to do that some of your the listeners might have seen um, we're going back to sending out some of our uh, the reminder SMSs around key lodgement dates, yes. key payment dates, and we'll start to get back to more of our our letters. These really people shouldn't be scared of these. They're they're, they're just a call. They're a call to action. So it's actually where we're just you know where there either is something or you know it might be that is someone that might have, you know, we can see that the activity statements and the payments usually sort of a week late. Well, you might get an SMS just sort of reminding you of what the date is as a call to action. So um, people shouldn't get freaked out if they start, because it's been a while. We, we, we stopped a lot of those things or really sort of the numbers shrunk, you know, last year. So it's getting back to probably more where we were with some of those things in 2019. But in, initially very much it's around just raising some awareness um, so people can actually start to, you know, okay, um, a reminder, you do need to do something ab- about this. So um, don't be scared. More listen, listen to that, listen to that call, and take some action. Is our message? Well, it, it's part of the positive messaging with e- economic recovery. Really, everything's coming back to normal. You have to go back to paying tax. You have to go back to to reporting on time and making sure you're keeping up to date with yeah. your um, requirements. And it has been. We've actually seen the uh, the lodgement activity statements have stayed pretty good through this whole period. Um, a lot of it's been low lodging activity statements, things like the um, uh, cash flow boost that was relied on activity statement lodgement. You know, job keeper. There's been a lot of things in the system um, that have really encouraged people to to keep lodging. Um, so we want to keep that you know that behaviour up. Um, so as some of those, you know, those, those stimulus measures wind off, you know, we are moving back to to our our previous patterns of working. And people who've been over the last year answering lots and lots of calls around JobKeeper, um, keeping an eye out for people trying to rip the system off, so that we make sure you know the money's going to the, the right people, the people it's intended for. Um, they'll start to go back to to you know the sort of roles that they were doing 12 months or so ago. Mm. But like everyone else. We're looking at how we'll adapt as well. You know, we've had we've had over ten thousand people working from home most days of the week for the last twelve months. Um, you know, we're we're keen and we continue to get more back in the office as we can in a, in a in a safe way. But it's also looking where's the opportunities for the ATO to continue to, you know, the way we've made made the technology work, the way you know that flexibility of working. How can that actually you know help? our employees, but how can that also help us provide better services to the community is a a real key focus for uh, our executive around, you know, how do we actually, some of these changes that have worked really well, how do we kind of, what are the ones we should embed in our working as usual practice? So Mm. 
we are trying to look at a bit what we're saying to small business around what are the opportunities from all this craziness of the last 12 months to actually stick, what, what changes should stick and maybe what, what things, um, you know, we, we, we leave in 2020. Um, we're doing the same things for ourselves as a, um, you know, a large government organisation. Indeed. And look, thank you very much for picking up on the opportunity to come and speak to our listeners here on Small Biz Matters. Guys, if you've just joined us, you can uh, listen back to this podcast available on smallbizmatters.com.au or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your small business education, where we have, Andrew, you are number 199. <laughs> oh, I didn't make the 200th episode. <laughs> no, it's a special episode next week. Uh, and you're, oh, you, well, you are special. That didn't come out right, did it? Uh, it's great to have you on the program. You're number 199, but you'll have to check out who's going to be on our special 200th edition next week. Andrew, where can people find out more about what the ATO does to support small business? Oh, look, ato.gov.au slash smallbiz is your best sort of spot to, to go. There's also, um, at the moment still, you go to our homepage under the COVID-19 banners and links. Go through there. You'll find the specifics that we talked about earlier of, of, of the stimulus um, support that's there. Uh, as I said earlier, biz.gov.au, uh, sorry, business.gov.au, great, great place, whole of government, but Commonwealth state as well. Um, and last thing it would probably be if you are having any issues as far as lodging or paying, 131142 is our line to um, chat to someone, you know, work through, see what we can do. Fantastic. And don't forget about your friendly BAS agent and tax agent who's there to help you as well. Very important. And they work very closely with the ATO too. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Everyone, if you've just caught us, uh, make sure you check out smallbizmatters.com.au where there's lots and lots of podcasts to listen to to further your small business education and help grow your business. My name's been Alexi Boyd. We'll see you all next week for our 200th episode. I uh, hope you all enjoy your week and uh, be safe and be happy. This week's episode was proudly broadcast from Triple H Studios in Sydney, Australia and sponsored by the Office of the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman. If you've enjoyed listening, go ahead and give us some thank you stars on your podcasting platform. It would be much appreciated. Then head to the Small Biz Matters website where you can listen to over 170 episodes, read more about our speakers and find out how to become a media partner. See you all next time. Bye.